I got a message that I want to do here. It's going to be more like a Sunday school lesson, but it's a message that we need. I want you to look with me in Proverbs chapter 27. And uh, I'm going to speak on friendship. Friendship. Do you have any friends? How's your friendship? The Bible talks about this. It says in Proverbs chapter 27, we'll begin reading in verse 1, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Let another man praise thee, and not thine own mouth, a stranger, and not thine own lips. Did you ever meet somebody that, you know, they talk about how they've got the answers and how good they are and so forth and how everybody's wrong, you know? You know, I always joke around about that one saying, you know what I mean? Everybody's got their own opinion, the one that's wrong in mine. <laughs> Pretty much stuck on himself. A stone is heavy and sand weighty, but a fool's wrath is heavier than them both. Wrath is cruel and anger is outrageous, but who is able to stand before envy? Open rebuke is better than secret love. Verse 6 says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. But the kisses of an en enemy are deceitful. The full soul loatheth an honeycomb, but to the hungry soul every bitter thing is sweet. You ever been so hungry that, I mean, you didn't care what it tastes like? You just needed food and that, that tasted good. As a bird that wandereth from her nest, at nest uh, so is a man that wandereth from his place. Ointment and perfume you rejoice the heart, so do the sweetness of a man's friend. By hearty counsel. You know, did you, ever, you got somebody that you go to that you can call and talk to and so forth, and you know what, what they say, I mean, means something to you. Why? Because you're your friend. Verse 10 says, Thine own friend and thy father's friend forsake not. Neither go into thy brother's house in the day of calamity, for better is a neighbor that is near than a brother far off. Look at verse 14. He that blesses his friend with a loud voice rises early in the morning. It shall be counted a curse to him. One more, I want you to look at verse 17. Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. I want to ask you a couple questions here before, before we go on this morning, and then we're going to be turning over uh, and uh, looking at the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and uh, let me ask you a question here. Do you have any friends? I mean, somebody that's really, truly your friend... We're going to really check this out because I've got several verses of Scripture about a friend that you call a friend, that I call a friend. I want to tell you one thing in all sincerity today. You know, as far as the world is concerned, do you know what's, what, I mean, who can we hardly trust anymore? I mean, listen, people go to churches 
And I, you've heard me say this many times before. I mean, you go to some of these churches and so forth, and so-and-so won't sit over here because so-and-so sits there, and so-and-so won't sit over here because so-and-so sits over there. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They sit opposite, you know what I mean? They don't, there's no handshake. You know, I was just told here recently, well, I don't go to that church because nobody shakes anybody's hand. Look with me, if you would, in the Gospel of John. John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Uh, Many verses of scripture, so get ready to write. Look if you would. One of the greatest blessings that God offers us is the gift of his friendship. Look if you would in John chapter 15, verse 15. Let's begin reading in verse 13. It says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his, what? For his friends. Ye are, listen, look, look at this. Ye are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. I wonder if you and I can look at each other here today. I wonder how it is here today within our church here and so forth. And think about the people that are all missing and so forth. I mean, can they look at us and could, are, are, we, are we friends? Are we amongst friends? Let me give you a definition of friend. I could write a book on this. What is a friend? I, I just picked the, the, the highlighted things here of all of the papers that I wrote on this, but, but I just picked this. A friend is a trusted person. Did you hear what I said? A trusted person. I mean, you know, what does trust mean? That means somebody that, you know what, you can say, you know what, no matter what, He'll be there. She'll be there. Do you have somebody like that? A friend is a trusted person to whom I am mutually drawn as a companion and or an ally. Whoso loveth, uh, uh, whoso, whose love for me is not dependent on my performance and whose influence draws me closer to God. Here's another one. One who is attached to another, respects and seeks to promote his or her happiness and success, and opposes his or hers enemies. Are we friends here today? Are you after each and each other's happiness and success? Do we pray one for another? Do we absolutely help one another here as an ally at being together? All for one purpose for God. Proverbs chapter 
17, verse 17. You know the Bible says this, A friend loveth at all times. How many of you have problems? How many of you have problems? I mean, can we say we got problems? How many of us get messed up during the week? Somehow we do something wrong. Make a wrong decision. Have a, say something that we shouldn't have said. We're in this flesh. You know the Bible says, For all have and come short of the glory of God. We're all sinners here. Let's just face it. None of us in this room is perfect. So if we're looking for perfection, for friendship, boy, we're in the wrong place. And all God's people said, boy, that was weak. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. A man that hath friends must first show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a what? A brother. I want to tell you something. You know why? You know, and by the way, have you looked at the crime rate in this nation of what the world's going on across the nation? They were talking about it in that uh, uh, campaign, that deal that was going on yesterday and all that. Let me tell you something. The crime rate has skyrocketed more than ever before. Breaking records everywhere. You know, you let the borders loose and so forth, and you don't have protection. You let any Tom, Dick, and Harry over here. I mean, all these criminals and all this other thing. I mean, all of that stuff's going on. Do you know what? You look at the world and you see what the world is doing. But we're not talking about the world. We're talking about Christianity. And we're talking about some of us that really need to really understand what friendship really is. Friendship, remember, is a trusted person. The number first one, the number one is who? Who should he be? The Lord Jesus Christ. He calls us a friend. In John chapter 15, do you remember that? And John said, he said this, he said, you are my friends. If, that's a condition, you do whatsoever I command you. Hallelujah to God, we're not saved by his commandments. But let me tell you something here, brother, he wants to run our life. Are you obeying? A man that hath friends must first show himself friendly. Are you being friends to people? Are you showing people Jesus Christ? Are you being a friend? Proverbs chapter 27 verse 10. Thine own friend and thy father's friend forsake not. What a relationship there. Let me tell you, it's, it's kind of like this. All right, Dylan, you know what? Your dad's friend... Well, let me tell you, according to the word of God here, uh, why, you're, you're, they're thine own friend and thy father's friend forsake not. His friends, you don't forsake his, your dad's friends. Just like your dad, vice versa. Drew, Drew, Dylan. 
Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Let me tell you, you know what a countenance is? A countenance is, well, let's take somebody else that's better looking than I. I'm going to, I'll just, I'll be quiet. I'm going to leave that alone. The idea of it is, is when your friend comes around, big old smile comes on your face. Why? Because you guys are allies, friends. I mean, you know what? The idea of it is, is when you have a friend. You know, let me, let me give an illustration. Years ago. You know, I, I, had a, I had a Puerto Rican friend. He was my friend. His name was Victor. He's my best friend. He's a Puerto Rican. And you know what? We did everything together. Where, I, where you seen me, he's seen him. Where I've seen him, you've seen me. For the most part. And I mean, we'd all, you know, as far as the world was concerned, you know what I mean? That's what, that's what, that's what went on. I mean, you know, we, Friday, Saturday night, I mean, you know, we was out in one of my hot rods, you know what I mean? When, you know, my uh, Chevelle or my GTO or something like that, you know, and, and uh, we were out messing around and doing all kinds of stuff that we do. Lost. I won't go any further than that. But you know what? When we got in trouble and stuff like that, when something happened and we were threatened or whatever, Vic had seven brothers. We'd make a phone call. Then there'd be our little gang. You get my point? We'd take care of business. I remember one of them came up to me one day and he, you know, somebody was threatening them, you know, and I mean, it, it, this was really, you know, some serious stuff, you know, and so forth. And I won't tell you what happened, but I mean, you know, the, uh, you know, I had to let him borrow something and so forth so he could go take care of business. I mean, it was just, that was the way it was. That's the world. That's the world crowd. That was my lost days. You know what it ought to be? It ought to be just quite the opposite in our church to where, let me tell you something, here we are. Not only, I mean, it's the idea that somebody is in need of something. Somebody needs help here. All right, we pray for them. And if we have whatever we, if we have what they need, I mean, listen here, we help them with it. Looking out for each other. Amen. That's the way the Lord would have it. Look, if you would, in Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 19. It says, The Son of Man came eating and drinking. And they say, Behold, a man gluttonous and a wine-bimmer a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. Why, you know something? You think about what Jesus Christ was a friend to. It says this. You know, I mean, uh, you know, in verse 19, the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man gluttonous, a wine-bimmer, a, a friend of publicans and sinners. 
This is what the religious crowd did. Dr. Doolittle and do-nothing was going around. Well, you shouldn't be hanging around them. Well, you shouldn't be doing that. Well, let me tell you what. There's a balance here. With the Lord Jesus Christ, you know what? He came on this earth. He fed the multitude. Do you remember feeding the 5,000? Do you remember feeding the, the couple of thousand? Remember him uh, preaching and all the crowd came around and so forth and so on? Now the idea of it is, is the word, and this is where you have a balance here. You know, the word of God says, no, you're not. The friendship with the world is an enmity with God. We don't go out and lollygag with the world. But when we see people in need, what should we do? When you go to the restaurants and when we do in fellowship and so forth, do you bow your head and pray and acknowledge God in front of these people? The religious crowd, you know what? They blamed Jesus Christ. By the way, can I throw in the verse of Scripture, John 3, 16, what's it say? For God so, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And by the way, we got in on it, didn't we? Amen. Remember, we were part of the world. We were one of the ones that were like those publicans and sinners. That was us. What kind of friend is Jesus to the publicans and sinners? Well, you and I are sitting here. There are three levels of friendship. Three levels. Number one, there is a casual friendship, an acquaintance. Now listen, I got acquaintances all up and down. Casual friendship. I don't hang with them. I don't go out and buddy-buddy with them. But when they need something, when something happens, they call me and so forth like that, sure, I'll be right there. I'll give you a hand. Yesterday, the neighbor came and got me. He needs me to do a couple of things and asked me if I could get him some things that I you know, have contacts with and so forth. I, I, I said, absolutely, be glad to. What does that do? What if I said this? What if I went over there and, I, and he called me over there, you know, and this is my neighbor. And he said, you know, he says, Brother Frank, he said, I, can you help me get, no, uh-uh, no. I know what you do over there and I'm not going over there. No, I don't want your help. I mean, you ain't, I'm not giving you no help. What kind of witness would I be? Casual friendship, acquaintances. Then you have the close personal friends. These are the ones absolutely that what you do is you have fellowship. You know, you share your, your uh, innermost thoughts. May I say this and make a suggestion about this? You know what? Those type of friendships should be the ones with like faith. Amen and amen. amen. You know what? We don't hobnob with the world. 
We need to hang with somebody and have friendship with those that have convictions, that are truly saved. Amen and amen. Know you not that friendship with the world is an enmity with God. But having the friends and the relationship within church people, I mean saved, born-again believers, these are the people. A personal relationship. Then there's the real intimate best friends. I never will forget Doc saying this in, in Bible college when I was down in Bible college. And, and let me tell you one thing. Seriously, he said this. He said, in my lifetime, he said, I could count on my one hand how many real, true friends that I've had. What is that friend? What type of friend is that? That's one that absolutely will stick by you through thick and thin. Somebody that absolutely knows you personally. Knows your down settings and your uprisings. Knows everything about you. Kind of like Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Knows you. I mean, knows exactly what you're thinking. I mean, that's a real, what we call, best buds. Let's read some scriptures, okay? Let's go, let's go to some scriptures here. Look, if you would, in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness. But a faithful man, who can find? A faithful man, who can find? I got news for everybody here this morning, okay? I'm going to tell you, somewhere down the road, I'm going to let you down. And I got news for you. I understand and realize somewhere down the road, you're going to let me down. We're in this flesh. You're going to do something that I don't agree with, and I'm going to do something you don't agree with. But can you be loyal? Are you a true friend? You know, what's the word of God say for when somebody falls, when we see one fall? What did Paul say? When we see somebody fall, we're to restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, lest we be tempted. Amen, amen. Second Timothy. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 4. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. Look what Paul said. Look what Paul, look what took, took place there with Paul. Let's begin reading. Look, look, look with me, if you would, in, in Luke chapter 4, verse 11. 
Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. Antichicus, have I sent to Ephesus the cloak that I have left at Troas and Carpus. When thou comest, bring with thee and the books, especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. Of whom be thou ware also, for he hath greatly withstood our words. At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. And in verse 17, notwithstanding the Lord stood with me, strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Do you know what? How many times I have felt the same way in the ministry. The idea about, you know what? So many people forsaking. Listen, when I look and see what's gone on within this church here, the ups and downs, you know, and so forth, I get so discouraged. But you pray. You all have got a free will. You all can choose where you go and what you do. And in essence, I want to tell you this there. You know, time after time, God has to remind me, listen here, I'm not God. I'm a man just like you. My responsibility is to feed the sheep. So that the Holy Spirit of God can help you and touch your heart and make you grow in the Lord. Friends defending my friend and then supporting your friend in difficulty. Look, if you would, in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17. Listen, it's good to have the Lord Jesus Christ as your best friend. Amen and amen. Proverbs chapter 17. Look what it says in verse 17. It says over here, a friend loveth at all times. Amen. And a brother is born for adversity. A friend loveth at all times. I mean, the idea of it is, is that when we call ourselves, when we are looked at as a friend, and especially among the believers and so forth, let me tell you what, we ought to look at one another and we ought to be faithful as we're faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ to one another. Do you love the brethren? That's part of being saved. Loving the brethren. Praying one for another. Look, if you would, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. Hebrews in chapter 10 and verse 24. And let us consider one another. Provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Let me tell you what this is. I mean, this is we need to be in church and faithful when the meet, when these doors are open. Why? It provokes one another. Considering one another, provoking unto love and good works. 
I mean, did you read some of these things that we read here? I mean, just a couple of, a handful of the, uh, you know what, we, it's too long to go through the week. You know, we need to have a middle week service. Why? Because we get together and have fellowship one with another. Why? Well, because we can hear and we can listen to and see one another, shake each other's hands and say, hey, how you doing? And, and really, I mean, get people like faith folk together. And fellowship one with another. Listen, you folks like like that printing deal. You all sit there and gab, especially when Vicky's here. <laughs> huh? Oh, she's in charge of gab. Uh, hey, man. Uh, hey, listen, you know what? You all laugh and cut up and have a good time. I got pictures of it. And the more the merrier. You ever hear that before? It's the truth. We get together. Listen, Jesus said this. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I'm in the midst. I believe the Lord just, just opens up and comes right down and, and His sweet Holy Spirit. You can feel His presence. We need to be faithful to attending church every time these doors are open. Sunday school and regular service and, and the print day, whatever you can. Look, if you would, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 4. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 4, look at here what it says. Uh, I mean, in verse 3, it says this, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, that you're looking at yourself, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not on every man, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. How many of you have heard the terminology, others first? Joy. Jesus, others, yourself. Look, if you would, in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. I'm going to shut up. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. It says this, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. I want to say this in closing, everybody. Let me tell you what, who you hang with, that's who you will become like. Did you hear what I said? Who you hang with. That's what you will be. That's what you'll become. I'd rather hang around God's people any day, any time, anywhere. Amen. I want God's fellowship. I want His sweet fellowship. And how we grow and how we encourage one another. God knew what He was doing when He built the church. When He ordained the church. We need each other. 
I need you just like you all need me. Not that I'm anybody any important. I'm just a man that walks, a sinner saved by the grace of God, walks on the same ground you do. But let me tell you what. This church can grow and grow and grow with God's people as we be faithful to what he wants us to be like. Listen, Jesus Christ is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Amen? I'm going to give you a couple of things. I'm going to warn you. Proverbs chapter 19. These are some bad friends. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 6. Many will entreat the favor of the prince, and every man is a friend to him that giveth gifts. What's that? Oh, listen. When you give somebody something, oh, thank you. Oh, I'm just, that's such a blessing. That's what they're after. What you can give. What they can get from you. James 4.4. 4. Look at James chapter 4, verse 4. Ye adulterers, ye adulteresses, know ye not that friendship with the world is an enmity with God? Whoso therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 24. Proverbs chapter 24, 22, verse 24. Proverbs 22, verse 24. Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. Did you hear that? Don't hang around some angry man, some furious man. As I said, I mean, a lost person, I mean, you know what? You better choose your friends. Because I'll tell you what, you go around the world that's continually angry and furious and the whole deal and uses all these nasty language and all this other mess. Let me tell you something, brother. God says right here, lest thou get a snare to thy soul. Verse 